Welcome to a Friday edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for everything Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube for exclusive content and full podcast episodes coming soon. We made it to Friday, and we have an amazing show for you. Going into the weekend, we'll preview the matchup between Texas and Baylor tomorrow in Waco, Texas. Bijan Robinson, Heisman hopeful, University of Texas Longhorns running back, finds his name on a prestigious list. In my opinion, we'll talk a little more about that. And... Texas Longhorns football has two prospects participating in the NFL Combine. We'll talk about them. And the University of Texas was fined after their game against Kansas on Monday night. We'll get into that. So without further ado, here we go. So tomorrow really sets up. I'm so excited for this game. It's going to be a dogfight between the Baylor Bears and the Texas Longhorns. Texas has won five of six. And they're coming off their biggest win of the year against the Kansas Jayhawks, where they won 79-76 in the Irwin Center on Monday night. Baylor hasn't been as great. They are now 5-4 and four in their last nine games. They did pick up a 15-point win against Kansas State on Wednesday night. But that game was tied at halftime, and it looked for a long time like Kansas State was going to be able to pull off the upset. But Baylor pulled away, outscoring them by 15 in the second half and winning by 15 and I think Texas has a really good chance to win this game I want to make a prediction so bad but if I look at my track record when I came on here and said that Texas was going to beat Texas Tech Texas Tech went out there and won the game when I stayed away from making a prediction Texas was able to beat Kansas and so I can't have anybody in my inbox if I say Texas is going to beat Baylor and they don't I don't want anybody in my inbox saying John you messed it up or I listened to Locked On Longhorns and he made a prediction was bad luck. That's the reason they lost. So I'm going to stay away from that. But they do have a really good chance to win this game. I think one of the biggest reasons is LJ Cryer, the leading scorer for the Baylor Bears. He's missed four straight games and he's really in danger of missing his fifth against Texas. And I think that the reason that they've been kind of out of sync is, is because they're missing their leader. They're missing their point guard. They were able to win a game against Kansas State, but Texas basketball is in a different class, just talent wise and the way that they're playing recently. And Kansas State has 60 points, but two players scored 48 out of the 60. You're going to have a lot more players to worry about and guard on this Texas team. And without LJ Cryer, Baylor is still really a good team, still really a talented team. But I just think that's some of the reason why they were undefeated and now they're five and four in their last nine. And then Texas comes in really hot. We saw Trey Mitchell arguably play the best game of the season. Uh, He wasn't hot from three point at all. He did make the biggest three pointer of the game, though. Uh, with the banked in shot towards the end. And he had 17 points, just made it a point to get to the free throw line, dominating the post, taking advantage of his matchup in the first half, being aggressive early in the shot clock. And then, of course, we know what Timmy Allen did with 24 and nine. He was just a beast in the mid range and got to his spots. And that worked for him all game. And, and he didn't settle, did not take a three pointer. Uh, he clearly knew what he wanted to do, what he wanted to get done against that Baylor defense. And, and he made it a point to get to his spot every time. And then just contributions on the offensive and defensive end here and there from Courtney Ramey, Marcus Carr, Andrew Jones, um, turning defense on the offense with a couple transition layups off turnovers. So Baylor, this Baylor defense is going to have a lot to worry about when Texas comes in there and 
they're they're playing with a lot of swag right now. They're they're playing really aggressive. I, I've said the last sixty minutes of Texas basketball has been amazing. The the last half against Iowa State and then the forty minutes against Kansas, and they can really build on this. And and when you looked at it before we played Iowa State and before we played Kansas after the Texas Tech game, this Baylor game may have looked a, a little daunting. You know, with it being on the road, knowing that you have to play Oklahoma and then Texas Tech after that, but. Now, you know, this is a game that I think the Texas basketball team and Chris Beard feels like they should really go in there and win. And I don't disagree with that. You know, like I said, Texas has been the hotter team. They've looked like one of the best teams in college basketball. We know what they're able to do on the defensive end, the best team statistically on the defensive end in D1. And then the offense, the way that they've looked over the last couple of games, you know, Chris Beard said, came out and said, when they play like that, they can beat anybody. And that's very true. And Baylor doesn't look like the world beaters that they looked like at the beginning of the season. Uh, it kind of looked like they were on the path to repeating the, the way that they were playing and, and, and they were just beating up on teams. And they, they've, they've came back down to earth, you know, recently over the last two, three weeks, especially in Big 12 conference play. And then even in the SEC Big 12 challenge, we saw um, an Alabama team that's up and down, but has, has had some really good wins this year. They beat Gonzaga and then they were able to, to beat Baylor, too. So. Um, Texas has to feel really good about this game. It, it's still going to be tough. Um, you have to, do, of course, you know, deal with uh, key players like James Akinjo, who did not score at all, <clears throat> did not score at all against Kansas. Excuse me, um, but bounced back and had a good game against Kansas State. Dale Bonner, uh, JTT, who had 21 points against Kansas State. So it won't be easy by any means. But Texas is coming in with more momentum than Baylor and. I think it's going to be key for them to come out and be aggressive early. The crowd's going to be loud. Baylor's coming off a win. And this is their biggest game since the Kansas game. This is their best chance to redeem what happened against Kansas. Baylor's dominated Kansas State for years. Um, and, and Kansas State is good. Every team in the Big 12 is good. But Texas is just in a different class. And so this game is going to mean something to them. Um, it's going to be in front of their home fans. And like I said, with Texas is being as hot as they are, you know, they're going to have to make it a point to come in there and and be aggressive early you know you can't in these road games these college basketball games where, where the fans are loud it's a saturday too so it's the weekend you know and nobody's uh doesn't have too many things hindering them from from going to the game you know you're able to put the homework down or whatever you got going on and, and go support your baylor bears and when they go into that game it's it's just going to be a tough environment and a lot of times when you get in those tough environments it's just hard. You, you have a tendency to start slow. And, and sometimes the other team can come out and, and they can get into a rhythm really early. And, and this is a Baylor team that's that's really talented. You don't want to be playing from behind. You don't want to be playing catch up. You don't want to get out of your rhythm. You want to dictate the pace of the game. And I thought they did an amazing job of that against Kansas. Although Kansas shot the ball really well, um, Texas was able to to control the the tempo of the game and, and dictate what Kansas did on offense. And so they can't. Kansas shot 64% from the field in the second half. They can't allow the Baylor Bears to do that, 58% overall. They're going to have to uh, limit them on the offensive end, force them into turnovers like they did against Kansas, but force them into some tougher shots. I thought Kansas, especially towards the end of the game, got a lot of easy shots before they buckled down and went on a 7-0 run to end the game. The Longhorns did. So um, it's going to take the same type of effort, a 40-minute effort. They're going to have to dictate the pace. And they're going to have to overcome uh, the tough road environment that they're going to be in. Because the last time we saw the Longhorns on the road, they did not look great. Once again, I cannot make a prediction, um, but I think the Texas Longhorns have a very, 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 very good chance to go into Waco, Texas on Saturday and beat the Baylor Bears. 
Next, I'll be talking about a prestigious list that Bijan Robinson finds himself on as one of the best players in the country. But first, Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. Bet Online has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, so... I've stayed away from making a prediction on that all week. It's not the Longhorns, so I can't say who I think is going to win, but I think it's going to be a really good game. I'm not sure if you're interested in betting on the game. If you are, you should go to betonline.net. I think I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they just have too much talent. I really like Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, just the talent they have on offense. The Bengals and the defense has been playing great, but the Rams are at home in their home stadium in, in SoFi in L.A., um, Aaron Donald, Von Miller on the defensive line, Jalen Ramsey at corner, and then just Cooper Cup, Odell. They have too much talent on the offensive end, and I think they'll just be too much for the Bengals. So I think they win that game 31 to 24. But once again, if you're thinking about betting on that game, go to betonline.net, and I hope your Super Bowl Sunday is one to remember. So Bijan Robinson was on 24 7 Sports Top 20 Draft Eligible Players during the 2022 season. And this may not be a surprise to anybody who's seen B. John Robinson play. You know that he's one of the best uh, running backs in the country, one of the best returning offensive players in the country, maybe outside of quarterback where you would look at somebody like Bryce Young. But he's definitely a difference maker and somebody who will be playing on Sundays very, very soon. Um, Just an absolute weapon in the running game, of course. And then also in the passing game, um, he can make plays and, just fortunate, one of the, the best recruits to ever come to the University of Texas. And I think he'll only build on the year that he had last year where he averaged 142 scrimmage yards uh, per game and had 15 touchdowns. And that's what missing some games. So um, I look with, with Sark really being able to implement his offense this year, um, having the, the personnel that he wants to implement his offense, and then bringing in uh, some highly touted offensive line prospects and Devin Campbell and Kelvin Banks some transfers. I think this, this offense is going to take the next step and Bijan Robinson is the key to that. So their top 20 eligible draft players were released and I'll just go with the top 10. It starts off with the Heisman winner. I'm the returner in Bryce Young quarterback from Alabama. And then you have CJ Stroud quarterback from Ohio state who was really good as well. The next player is the first defensive player on the list in the top 10. Will Anderson, the heart and soul of that Alabama Crimson Tide defense um, then we have a receiver, a Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State, who was just amazing, who's part of that group with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, who are both going to the NFL draft. We come back to the D-line or come back to the defensive side, I should say, uh, with two members of the national champion, Georgia Bulldogs, Jalen Carter on the D-line and Calais Ringo at corner. We stay in the defensive backfield at number seven with Eli Ricks at corner from the Alabama Crimson Tide. So, when you look at it, you know, you got like five or I think it's like five out of seven uh, of the top players are from Georgia and Alabama. They're really in a class of their own as far as just talent and success and production on the field over the last few years. 
Then we see our man B. John Robinson at number eight, the, the highest graded running back on the list. Zach Evans out of Ole Miss uh, running back. He went to North Shore in Houston. I, I saw him play a couple times in the state championship games out of North Shore. He's a really good prospect. And then Michael Mayer rounds it out, the top 10, a Notre Dame tight end. So B. John Robinson is the eighth ranked draft eligible draft eligible college football player taking the field in 2022, according to 24 seven sports. Um, and, you know, B. John Robinson, he's averaged six and a half yards per carry. Uh, he looks to, you know, become the first running back taken in the first round from the Longhorns program since Ricky Williams in 1999. Uh, of course, he's one of the Heisman favorites um, behind Bryce Young and Caleb Williams and CJ Stroud. I think Quinn Ewers and, B. John Robinson are, are two of the, the five top Heisman favorites right now. But I've talked a lot on the podcast just about, I think, what the vision is going to be for B. John Robinson. We know that Sark and his time at Alabama, although that they had, you know, the, the flashy quarterback prospects and they had some of the best receivers um, in, you know, Jerry Judy and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, receivers like that. It all came down really to that run game, the success of Najee Harris and, and just the trenches, the, the offensive linemen that they had, the, you know, and Evan Neal and Jedrick Willis. Um, that's still really where Alabama likes to dominate teams. And then we saw Georgia in the national championship, you know, when that game was in the balance, they kind of took it over and, and they started to lean on Alabama with that offensive line and, and running backs, James Cook and Zamir White. And so I think that Sark has that vision for this team. And that's why he went and got seven offensive linemen in this class two five-star offensive linemen, the top offensive linemen in the country. And that's all going to be centered around, this offense is going to be centered around the playmaking ability of Bijan Robinson and what he's able to do in the running game and the passing game. And 24-7 Sports thinks he's, thinks he's the eighth best player that's draft eligible in college football this year. And I think he has a chance to move up even higher on that list uh, with even a better season. Assuming that Quinn Ewers is going to be under center in the fall and you look at receivers on the outside Xavier Worthy who's going to already had a breakout year his freshman year but he's going to be even better in his second year Isaiah Nair coming in um, Jatavian Sanders and Jaleel Billingsley at tight end uh, Jordan Whittington he's going to continue to make plays when he's on the field at receiver defenses are going to have so much to worry about when they have to think about okay I have to stop Bijan Robinson you also have to stop you know, Roshan and Keelan Robinson, they really have a three-headed monster at running back that doesn't get enough attention because Bijan Robinson is so productive and he has such a high ceiling. It's going to be a nightmare for defenses, and I think that's only going to benefit Bijan Robinson. And I really think that, you know, Bryce Young is going to be up there deservedly so, and that offense is going to be great, and he's going to be up there in, in the Heisman um, for sure. C.J. Stroud is going to be up there too, but I, I think that Bijan Robinson – will be one of the three finalists this year. And, and we know Sark is an offensive mastermind. I'm looking for, you know, I think the odds are right with Quinn Ewers being five. I, I've said on the podcast that I think they'll both be really high in the Heisman rankings. But I'm just looking for a, a monster year from B. John Robinson, possibly over 2,000 all-purpose yards. Like I said, we have two really good backs behind him, which is um, a really good problem to have to figure out how to get all three players the ball. And, and of course, they can come in and, and spell him and make sure that he keeps fresh legs and, you know, attack the defenses in different ways. But Bijan is, is, is just a different level athlete. He's a different level player. I think he'll be one of the best running backs in the league on Sundays 
when he eventually goes to the NFL. But as for this year, he's the eighth um, ranked draft eligible player in college football. I think he probably will play a little bit higher than that. But either way, it's a benefit for the Texas Longhorns football program. And this team will only go as far as, you know, it's kind of funny, but this it's true. This team will only go as far as B. John Robinson carries them um, in the fall. And hopefully he carries them, you know, to uh, a Big 12 championship and a college football playoff appearance. Next, I'll tell you two prospects from the Texas Longhorns football program that are participating in the NFL Combine. And I'll tell you why Texas got fined after their game against Kansas. This is the time of year that I've usually given up on my New Year's resolutions, but Built Bar has me hanging in there. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating Built Bars. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. Mmm, so good. These are going to be your new favorite, I promise you. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious. And new flavors are coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at Built.com. Reading that ad always makes me hungry, and I'm probably about to go to Built Bar, uh, go to Built.com and get a Built Bar, get me a few of them. Um, you know, they taste great, and every time I read that ad, I just want another one. So two Texas Longhorns have been invited to the NFL Combine this year. Uh, Josh Thompson, the DB, and Cameron Dicker, the the kicker, Cameron uh, Dicker, Dicker, the special teamer. Um, And we talked about them earlier on the podcast this week because they both participated in the Senior Bowl last Saturday as they look to improve their draft stock um, going into this year's NFL draft. A total of 324 prospects were invited to attend this year's combine. It'll take place in Indianapolis from March 1st through March 7th. And so, Um, You would think that a program like the University of Texas would have more than two out of 324 prospects at the combine. But I think that'll be a number um, that increases moving forward as we continue to talk about these recruiting classes and the success of Texas football. But Josh Thompson and Cameron Dicker will be representing the Longhorns in the NFL scouting combine. And, you know, some of the most you know popular drills that we see are the 40 yard dash different, you know, shuttles and, and things, but I usually watch the combine for the 40 um, and in the weightlifting for sure to, to see how much they can lift. I'm not sure, you know, if Cameron Dicker would be showing off uh, too much in the bench press or anything like that, but 
Josh Thompson and uh, Cameron Dick are looking to continue to increase their draft stock. Uh, they had good weeks at the Senior Bowl, um, good games, and 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 then you know the hopefully their their measurables. I'm not sure what you can do really at a, as a kicker at the combine besides make kicks. Um, but hopefully Josh Thompson can can go in and impress with his measurables, and um, this can give them a boost um, into being drafted and have them on an NFL team. And if they aren't drafted, you know, definitely being signed in that free agent market. You know, the combine uh, can can help you, uh, but it also can move you down. So this is a chance for them to go in and and teams to get a closer look at them while they're looking at all the prospects, but really set themselves apart in their position groups. Um, you know, Dicker with, with special teams, and, and we know how great he was at Texas, uh, making some really big kicks. And, you know, Josh Thompson, who um, got a lot of playing time in, in the defensive backfield. So this is a good opportunity for them to increase their draft stock. And they'll be there for once again from March 1st to March 7th in Indianapolis. Make sure you check out the NFL Combine. Check out your former Longhorns as they look to increase their draft stock um, and and fulfill their dreams of making it to the NFL. So congrats to both of them. And I'll be checking it out March 1st through 7th in Indianapolis, the NFL scouting combine. Last but not least, the Texas Longhorns, the wine and cheese fan base, as it's been dubbed by many people, was fined $25,000 after the Texas-Kansas game for storming the court. Now, this is... You know, I really there's been a lot of debates about should Texas have stormed the court or not. And this is kind of apart from that. But, you know, I thought the fans showed a lot of passion. It was their biggest win of the year. Chris Beard has really preached um, that, you know, to get to the level that he wants this program to get to. It's going to have to start with the fans. You know, the 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 fans are a big part of that. And, and he's been he's made it such a point of emphasis to really increase um, fan participation, fan attendance and just fan intensity at these games. And so I hate the fact that, you know, the first time they just really show it, uh, not the first time, but, you know, the when they really got into it uh, and rushed the court, the team was fined $25,000. So the Big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, he said, post schools have a duty to ensure an environment that provides the visiting team and game officials a safe exit from the court. In this instance, execution of the university's court storming plan did not adequately provide the protections necessary to safeguard visiting team personnel. I just want to say a big blah, blah, blah to that. You know, uh, Kansas lost. The the Texas fans were excited. They came on the court. I don't know how you can safely storm the court, um, but a big 12 commissioner, Bob Bowlesby, thinks so. And that's why the University of Texas was fined $25,000. A fine. I'm sure they were more than happy to pay. Bill Self was asked about it, the Kansas coach, and he said, no, it's fine. They didn't have any trouble leaving the court. So respect to Bill Self. He understands it. Um, and I wish Bob Bowlesby did. But once again, you know, the I'm saying this in quotations, the wine and cheese fan base, they've, they've been live. They've been energetic this year. And that's been a big reason for the success that the Texas basketball team has, has endured so far in the season going into the Big 12 tournament. So I'm sure the University of Texas has no problem uh, being fined $25,000 for their fans showing up and showing out for the team. And once again, just a big blah, blah, blah to the Big 12, talking about Texas did not make it safe for the Kansas basketball team. If the Kansas basketball team wanted to be safe, they should have won the game. But thank you, Longhorn Nation, for making 
Locked On Longhorns, your first listen of the day. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Longhorns on YouTube for exclusive content. And if you need any ideas for your second listen of the day, you already know if you've been listening to the show, make that Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Everybody have a great weekend. I know uh, when Texas goes in there and takes care of business on Saturday against Baylor, it's going to be a fun night in Austin. So, you know, everybody stay safe. And as always, Longhorns Nation, peace.